What's up, guys? Real quick, I wouldn't be honest if I said this podcast doesn't take a lot of time, effort, and money to put on every week. I do this podcast because I truly want to help you. So if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast yet, I would be incredibly grateful if you could take less than 30 seconds and do so. Your review will not just help us grow the podcast, but also get this in front of more people who need to hear it. Thanks and enjoy the show. And so this gives some powerful insight into what's going on. And so at some point it's like, okay, I got to question the decision making of that franchise and the way that they're operating. So it's not necessarily what you ask, it's how you ask it. Not asking the right questions when buying a franchise, doing your due diligence can lead to. Welcome to the Franchise Empire Show. They say Rome wasn't built in a day and building your empire doesn't happen overnight. My name is Tarek Johnson, and owning franchises is what helped me go from employee to employer and start building my empire for my family. So this podcast is for you, the empire builders. For those of you who want to build something that stands the test of time, this is for those of you who are crazy enough to believe that you can make the dream in your head come to life. This podcast is all about bringing you real people who are building real empires so you can get inside their mind and heart and get proven strategies and actionable insights that will catapult you to build, grow, and scale your empire. All right, so you're thinking about buying a franchise. What questions do you need to ask? Not asking the right questions when buying a franchise, doing your due diligence can lead to devastating consequences if there are answers that you don't get that you are supposed to get and it leads you to buy a franchise that you regret. On the other side, asking the right questions can finally leave you with that feeling of confidence and certainty of like, yep, this is the one. I feel confident in pulling the trigger on this franchise because I did my homework. I talked to all these owners and I feel good in moving forward. So in this video, let's break it down. Let's talk about what are the things that you need to ask franchisors what are the things that you need to ask franchisees? And what are some of the things that you need to look for in the FDD, the franchise disclosure document, when you're looking to buy your franchise? So you're going to walk out of here super, super clear on exactly what to ask. Um, while you're here, make sure to like this video. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. And, uh, and let's jump into some of this good stuff. So we're going to break this video down into three different components. Number one is when going through the FDD, some things to keep an eye on, um, as well as what to ask the franchisor, and then what to ask franchisees. And that should give you a good rounded picture of really what you're looking for, and what it is that you are trying to figure out. So now, here are some basic questions that you can find in the FDD. So you know, you don't want to really go asking the franchisor these questions because it's in the FDD and, and and you can just go in there and easily find it, right? And save save everyone the time. You wanna you wanna you wanna make sure that that you're asking good questions and not thing not lazy questions, right? Lazy questions are one that you could just easily look up and find. Um, you wanna you wanna ask the questions that that provide uh, some deeper insight. So. Uh, Things to look in the FDD. Uh, how long have you been in business, right? Pre like pretty obvious one. Not, not just how long have they been in the business, but how long have they been franchising and how long have they been in business? Uh, because there are a lot of franchises these days where 
the business maybe only operated for like a year. Um, and then they franchised. There were franchises that the business, the business itself operated, the corporate operated one, two, three, four, five units or territories for, you know, 10 years, 15 years before they ever started franchising. You think about the importance of that question. Well, who's going to have things more figured out? Someone that is uh, just started their business a year or two ago and then started franchising or someone that started 10 or 15 years ago. And so it may seem like something silly, but the reality is um, things are learned over time. Nothing can beat time compounded, right? So not to say that a new franchise isn't a good option. I'm just saying you need to know what's important to you in the process. If, if you're saying, hey, I want most of these things to be figured out. I don't want you guys to be building the building the plane while we're flying. Uh, then you want to know to, to make sure to uh, go to a franchise that's been around a long time, right? You want to know how financially strong uh, is the franchise company, and that's in the FDD. Uh, they show their profit and loss and their balance sheet. Uh, I believe it's in item twenty three. My memory serves me well. Uh, so you want to know how how financially strong there is. Some franchisors are publicly traded. Some are owned by private equity companies and some are just bootstrapping it, right? Um, so you need to know, you need to know how strong uh, financially is that franchisor. Um, you want to know how many locations they've opened and closed. So in the FDD, in item 20, you will be able to see how many uh, that they've opened and closed each year for the last few years. And then you'll be able to see what their net growth is, meaning if they've opened 20 and closed 10, they've opened a net 10. But if they've closed 20 and opened 10, then they have a net 10 uh, that they've closed. And so this gives some powerful insight into what's going on. I mean, if if you, as an example, my wife and I right now are looking at a franchise. We're looking at a resale franchise to acquire. Um, and it's a pretty big franchise system. And uh, they have a lot of franchisees. They have almost 400 franchisees in that specific brand. And I'm looking through the FDD and I'm seeing, wow, there, there are only two to three locations closing a year. Two to three. That's it. Um, and so they, so it, you know, in that perspective, it's like, okay, they're, they're doing pretty, pretty well. And there's always a story why they're closing. It doesn't mean it's the franchisor's fault. Things change with uh, in people's lives. Maybe people aren't good operators. Um, but there was a franchise that we were looking at about uh, six to eight months ago. Granted, it was in the fitness space, but they they had just been closing like 30, 40, 50 locations a year. And so at some point, it's like, okay... I got to question the decision making of that franchise and the way that they're operating. Cause yeah, I know, I know it was COVID and it was challenging for fitness, but that was just too big of a red flag for me. So you want to be able to see those things in the FDD as well as initial cost and investment fees, royalties, and, and average sales per location. So some people say, Hey, the, I don't like this franchise cause there's too many fees. Well, the reality is, um, you're going to pay royalties. You're going to pay royalties, contribute to a marketing fund. Maybe a franchise is not for you then if you don't want to pay the fees. But 
what I would recommend is if you like a franchise in a specific a specific industry or category, right? Let's say like uh, uh, one point we had a client that he was he knew he wanted to have a fi- a water and fire restoration business, so he was looking at five six different water and fire restoration brands uh, at the same time. One of the reasons why he came to work with us because he was overwhelmed, struggling with analysis paralysis, just couldn't figure out how to narrow it down between the five or six. And we helped walk him through it. And he was able to successfully uh, make that purchase. Actually, we have uh, his uh, video testimonial on our website. We have like 30 of them. Um, maybe by the time you watch this, we'll, we'll have even more. Um, but the way you'll be able to compare against fees is look at different brands and then that do the same thing and then compare what their fees are and their royalties are. Usually you'll find they're overall the same, but then you can make sure if that's something that's really important to you, then you make sure you pick pick one that it is in alignment with what's important to you. What I would suggest though is like price means nothing in absence of value. So as an example, I would hands down choose a franchise that has a 1% higher royalty if their support is that much better, if their system is that much better, if they have, you know, that much more brand awareness in the marketplace overall. So the question is really what are you getting in return for the fees or the royalties that you're paying? You definitely want to know average sales per location. That's an item 19 in the FDD. Uh, super important, right? Maybe like that could help you not waste your time with the franchise. If the item 19 shows that, um, like if you're looking at a retail location and the average sales is not over, you know, six or $700,000, I, I wouldn't waste, I wouldn't waste my time. Um, because it's, it's, it's in a retail model. It's hard, hard to make money if you're not, you know, doing more than a half a million bucks a year, especially with, you know, when you factor in, you got like a loan on the business or something like that. You usually want to see a two to one sales to investment ratio, meaning if it costs 400 grand to get the business open, you want to see that the average sales are twice as high as that. So the average sales being 800,000, that makes sense. Thanks for being a supporter of this podcast. The only way this podcast grows is from word of mouth. So if you've gotten one nugget or learning lesson from any episode that we've done, Share this with someone who pops in your head that you think will benefit. Imagine the impact you can have by helping them learn something that can build their business. People will associate the value they got from the information from you, the person who shared it with them, all because you shared it with them. I appreciate you and your support. Let's get back to the episode. Now let's pivot and talk about um, questions that you ask the franchisor. So here's some questions to ask the uh, the franchisors is um, you want to know one, know the background of the franchise, how it got started and the background of the executives. Look, at the end of the day, you're buying into a model and a system and you've got to follow that system, right? So you want to know who's leading the system, who's leading the charge, because the difference between a franchisor success, how they support their franchisees, can depend a lot on who's at the top, who's calling the shots, who's making the decisions. So you want to understand what their backgrounds are, what they've done. Have they been franchisees themselves? Are they new to the franchise space, et cetera? Uh, you want to know what their criteria is for choosing a franchisee. 
there are some franchisors that say, hey, we want we want franchisees with this specific uh, personality style, high D, type A, achiever type personality. Uh, and you might be a thinker where you're very logical, analytical, you overthink things. They, they, they You may not be a good fit for their system because to be successful in that system, they require you to be able to be swift and make decisions quickly. And that wouldn't be a skill set of yours. But you want to know overall, you know, what's their criteria? The franchise that we're looking at, they want the owners to, or at least one of the owners to be operating the business in the beginning. And they're very clear about that. Who will be operating the business? That's when I point to my wife. I'm like, she, she, she'll be doing it. Um, we, we did our, our first few franchise locations. I, I ran those things. I did 98, 99% of the work. Um, uh, but our, our situations is our family situation is a little bit, uh, a little bit different now, but that's something that you want to ask. Um, you want to ask like, Hey, what makes you guys different from some of your competitors? What do they say? Do you believe it? Do you buy into them? Does it, does it sound right? Um, maybe it doesn't, maybe you should choose their competitor. You want to understand about your territory and how it will be protected. Now, that this will be in the FTD, but it'll be good to hear from the franchisor. Um, and then you want to ask them about support, right? So one of the things you want to ask them about is, hey, how do you support franchisees? What's your training look like? What does that support look like for first-time franchisees? You know, who who will I be working closely with in the first year? What experience do those people have? Um, you know, what, what happens after I leave training? What does the support look like there? Um and so you want to understand those things. One of the biggest things that you want to understand from the franchisor is how do they support you? And you also want to ask them, hey, what, what, are the top, what are the top franchisees doing? What are you seeing? What's the difference between the franchisees that are successful and the franchisees that are not successful? You get a pretty clear idea of, of what's driving that success or not. Another thing you want to ask is, uh, where do you see the company five years from now? Like, are you planning any major uh, strategic changes, right? You want to get an idea of where they're, where they're going. Are they visionaries? Uh, because there are franchise systems. Think Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster was a franchise. Some of you might go, who's Blockbuster? <laughs> Depending on your age watching this, uh, look it up. But uh, Blockbuster. Um, uh, who was it? Redbox, I think, went to Blockbuster to be acquired at some point. They wanted Blockbuster to uh, uh, to to buy them out, but Blockbuster didn't adapt. They did not. Um, they didn't innovate, right? So they wind up, you know, closing down. And so you want to understand how the franchisor is innovating. What are their strategic changes? What What are they doing to stay ahead and to stay relevant? and with technology, etc. So those are the things you want to know. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode so far. One of the most consistent things that we hear from people that reach out to us is that buying a franchise feels really confusing. There are so many options out there. It's a scary decision. They don't know how to vet or do the due diligence, really narrow down on the right franchise for them. And then they really feel alone in the process. You might be the only one in your family who's ever pursued buying a franchise or being an entrepreneur. Or maybe you've tried to start a side hustle before or other businesses like me, like before franchising, 
I was not able to crack the code on entrepreneurship. I'd like to invite you to reach out and work with us. We've helped many clients buy franchises, get them profitable, or buy resale businesses that are thriving. Talking about highly profitable resales, great value. It allowed many of our clients to actually quit their job right away and replace their income immediately. So if you want to work with me and my team on finding or buying a franchise, doing due diligence, vetting it, or resale, then go ahead and go to tarjohnson.com slash consulting, and we're happy to see if we can help. All right, enjoy the rest of the episode. Let's pivot to what to ask franchise owners. Now, this is fun. I'm literally going through franchisee validation myself right now with this franchise that my that my wife and I are, are looking at. Um, so I actually just did a validation call yesterday. And so one of the things that we do that with folks that uh, are in our zero to profitable franchise system, you know, part of part of our system is in v- helping to uh, give guidance on vetting the franchise and providing that support. So one of the things we do is we create a spreadsheet for uh, our clients, and uh, and then you want to put have the same questions that you ask the franchisees. And so what I have is I have my Google Sheet, and I have my questions across the top of it. I have it nice and gridded. I have it in a a nice spreadsheet. And then when I'm doing a validation call, I am looking at those questions and I'm typing in all the notes in there. So then what happens is all the names are listed here. And then all the answers to the questions are listed uh, horizontally. So I'm able to see the list of all the people and then, okay, how did this person answer that question? I can see if I did 10 validation calls, I can see this person, this person, this person, this person, and see all of their different answers in one column, right? And so, yeah, there'll be a little bit of mix and match depending upon the flow of the conversation, but you're, it's going to allow you to be able to have quality franchisee validation calls, right? You'll be able to have quality franchisee validation calls. So um, first thing that I always want to ask is, um, hey, just getting started, if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and um, like what you did before and what made you choose this franchise? Because I'm wanting to get an idea of like, for me, number one, I want to understand who I'm talking to, right? Because if someone starts giving me feedback about the franchisor, that they don't know what they're doing or, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, I can usually tell if it could be more on the owner that's pointing the finger and uh, maybe they're not as, maybe they're not a great owner, right? So and I want to know what their skill set is, what their background, what they did before, just to just to uh, understand how that matches up with the franchise overall. So that's a really important question. Um, another another question that uh, that you ask, you want to ask is, um, hey, how how's your support been like with the franchisor? Like, what did that support look like with training? How's the current support that you're getting? Are you satisfied with that? You want to understand where things are from a support perspective, from the franchisee's perspective. One of the things I learned yesterday, they said, ah, franchisor probably need some work uh, in some of their training. Overall was good, but he said, look, you're, you're going to get, you're going to learn the best by, by experience and being on site. And that's how you're going to really learn the best, which is like, okay, I know that. And I know that that's my learning style. Anyways, I learned the best from, from doing, um, Another thing that I want to ask is like, hey, where can the franchisor improve? Like, what are they great at and where do they, what do they need to improve at? Uh, it's just giving me a gauge. Again, you're wanting to get a lay of the land overall of what the franchisor is like. 
right? So that's what you're validating first. And then you want to pivot to, okay, great. So like, can you walk me through um, first, like what is your role in the business? What is your role in the, in the business overall? And you'll find different franchisees have different roles. This guy, his location had, uh, has not been open for two years yet. So he's there every day. He said, okay, when I first started, I was working like 70 hours a week. And then after a few months, it shifted to like 60 hours a week. And then now it's down to like 40 hours a week, less than two years later. So it was like, okay, cool. That's, that makes sense, right? My wife did a validation with someone else who's owned their business for a while. They have two locations and they're basically like, hey, we have managers. We're pretty much hands off in the business. Uh, uh, occasionally we'll get a call if someone calls out or calls in sick. But besides that, like we really don't do much in the business and so you're getting a lot of these insights of like, oh, okay, so it's possible to operate the business successfully absentee. My wife was able to, to ask them about their sales and what sort of sales they're doing. And the person was willing to share that. And then, so you're able to get an idea of, okay, in order for me to afford a manager and to be semi-absentee, all right, I'd, I'd need to be in this kind of ballpark of sales in order to make that happen. Uh, that leads to uh, financial questions, which is, you want to see, you want to get as much financial information as you can, because as you know, the franchisor is not going to tell you anything about finances or profit margins. They're not allowed to say anything outside of what's in the item 19 in the, for financial performance representation. So you're going to get the most detailed information um, from the franchisees. That's, that's, your, that's your opportunity and that's your shot to be able to get that info. So the way that I like to do this, and I just overall feel comfortable asking financial questions because I was a financial advisor for many years. So I'm just used to asking people like very sensitive information. Some people feel like nervous or iffy about that. It's just not a problem that I have. Um, but you want to use like a transition. So it's not necessarily what you ask, it's how you ask it. So you want to ask a transition question like, um, hey, um, do you, do you mind if I, if I ask you some, a couple financial questions about your business, or do you mind sharing like what sort of sales or sales volume you're doing? And, uh, a lot of the times if someone's really open, they'll be like, Hey, I'll tell you anything you want. Yeah. And, and then they just start spouting off stuff that you haven't even asked them. Some people may give you very limited information. So what I do is I like to ask the financial questions towards the end of the validation call because there's already rapport there where we're already warmed up and primed like in the conversation. If you just come out and you're just like, Hey, uh, how much money are you making? You're be like, like, come on, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. Like we literally been on the phone two minutes. You're asking me how much money am I making? Think about it. Um, so you, so I just like to ask that later on in the conversation, just like once that rapport has been built. And one of the things I like to ask is, hey, what do you think is like, what's a, what would you consider to be like a good profit margin versus great versus like really bad? And so I'm, I'm wanting to hear them say, hey, yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking at targeting about a 15 or 20% margin or okay, great. Like, so what impacts that? What are, what are the, what are the numbers? And this is another question that, and that I have on my sheet, which is what are the numbers and the KPIs that you're looking at, uh, to manage and, and improve your profitability of your location? You're also going to get a really good idea of again, how 
does this person kind of know what they're doing in their business? Because if they go, huh, what, what are KPIs? Or, well, I don't really look at much, or I'm not really good with that stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, well, if you're not really good with that stuff, you're probably not going to be running a, a great location, right? But if someone goes, yeah, we, uh, we target XYZ labor cost, we target XYZ in our food cost, um, we target to have our marketing spend at XYZ percentage of sales and, and they really start breaking it down. The number one, you know, okay, this person is on top of it. They know their business and, and, um, and now you want to start asking them deeper questions to really understand how to impact profitability in your, you know, in the business that you're looking to buy. So those are primarily the questions that, uh, that, uh, to ask. And, and really the last one is around like work-life balance. Like how do you manage work-life balance with your store and your employees? And, and a lot of times you just ask open-ended questions like that, and it'll lead you to kind of rabbit holes and conversational topics that may not have happened. So you want to ask open-ended questions and make sure that you're taking all of those notes. And by doing all of these things, it's going to allow you to feel, if you talk to five to 10 franchisees that you validate with, ask good questions to the franchisor, you're going to have a pretty clear idea of what the role of the franchisee is, what the financial opportunity looks like, if they're happy with the franchisor, if they would have made this decision again, which is, an, which is another question to ask. Uh, if you had to do it all over again, would you? And those are the things that you want to ask. So we have a uh, we have a list of questions for you to ask. If you guys want to go grab that list of questions on the website, the link is down below. You can you can download them so you have that for yourself. Uh, make sure to give this video a like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Hey, before we go, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I put my heart and soul into providing you value through this podcast to help you build your empire. So please subscribe if you haven't already. And the biggest thank you you could ever give me is to drop a review because more reviews equal this podcast getting more listens, which means we can share this message with more people and hopefully positively inspire them like we have you. You can also share it with someone you care about that you believe may benefit from listening. Thank you. And until next time, go build your empire.